When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. And this week of the group chat, we are using the Rams game as a measuring stick to see where we want to see growth in week two. Honestly, what we saw from the offense Sunday was, felt a lot like 2018. It was it was Christian and Christian and Christian again. And then we compare the preseason to a house cat. Cats are the worst and the preseason's <laughs> the worst. That and so much more on this week's the group chat. <laughs> You've been added to the group chat with your friends Caroline Can, Max Henson, and Will Bryan. Sometimes I don't know how to start these things. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we should start this one. Can we just roll with that, guys? I struggle every single time coming out of like the open of like, ooh, how do you follow that? I don't know. It is but hard. This is how. Yeah. This yeah. is how we're doing it yeah. right now. Sometimes I well, it would have been good if we started with your opening of the sprite can, though. That would have been yeah. Cool. It was very loud, everyone. Like the the subtle can that you heard a couple of weeks ago from Matt opening it. No, mine was right in the mic, just to wake everyone up. I actually jumped. I, I literally yeah. jumped. Yeah, you did almost fall out. Although uh, before we get started here with what we originally planned to do on this podcast. We would like to introduce um, whoever is running our fan club. We would like to introduce a new name. Um, well, probably the name because we don't have a president of a fan club, nor do we have a fan club. But if we want, if someone out there wants to start one, the groupies. <laughs> if you're looking for a name, the groupies. It w- wouldn't our graphic designer, Kelly, be the president of our fan club? Oh, she. Hopefully she'll <laughs> no, listen to this episode. Because she called this the group talk. Yeah. Oh, is it time to go do the group talk? Yeah. <laughs> Kelly. We got to get the name. We down. love Kelly, yeah. though. We love Kelly. So, Kelly, thank you for listening every single week and giving us the name, the groupies. Yes. Yes. All right. Now we'll jump into the real segment. So this this last week, did you, did you guys know the Panthers? They played the Rams in week one. Were you guys there? I, I, I was there. Max, were you there? I was also there. Yeah. I was there. Did you see most of Present the Present and accounted for. I did. Did you? How much no, of the game I, did you get to I, watch? I didn't get to watch most of it. Yeah, so Will's not going to be able to offer much in this no. segment, I guess. He could tell us about how some of the mobile app things went. Yeah. The uh, I wasn't serious. So I, we, uh, that no, was, okay, that no wasn't more. actually asking nope. for you to tell us. How <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Will is always ready, ready to, to plug go, his though. own things. <laughs> he and was so ready. That was no. fantastic. I was also uh, at the game, but I did not see either of you. Yeah, we saw you. Yeah, we saw you. Our press box view. Yeah. I heard you. I was. I, all the way from the press box, you could hear Caroline's yeah, voice. Yelling. All the I way. I was yelling from the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> just hoping they could, a mic will pick me up at some point. Like, if I'm loud enough, someone will listen. 
<laughs> but with them playing in this game, something that came out of this game, a little catchphrase that we caught on to was this game was a measuring stick for this Carolina Panthers team. And so that made me think of, you know, when you walk into like old homes or fam- maybe it's just family homes, not old ones. I'm sure new ones have this as well. Like a door frame that has like, oh, at seven years old, little Johnny was this tall. Right. And at eight and nine, that's what it made me think of. So if this is a measuring stick for this team, what do we want to see grow? What do we find? Like, oh, I'm fine with that staying the same. Mm-hmm. thought that was pretty good. So we're putting the Panthers up on the door frame and we're going to project maybe something that we think will change this week uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming to town for Thursday night football. Um, or just something that we're like, you know, I liked that. That doesn't need to grow. We, that that can stay right there. So anyone want to go first? Because the only real rule of this podcast is that Caroline never goes first. That is the only real rule. That okay, is the, the rule. rule that leaves you and me. Who's yeah, going first? I, well, I, I think that if if Christian McCaffrey's production grows any any more than like his legs are going to fall off. I don't I think mean, we have a door frame that big. I, I don't. I don't think we can do that anymore. Yeah, I mean, that can so, stay right where. It yeah, is, that's yeah. that's pretty much there. I I would like to see. Uh, you know, someone, some other rushing numbers up there. I, I, I don't know that we're necessarily going to see a ton of Jordan Scarlett, a ton of Reggie Bonifon in the backfield. But last year, the Panthers led the league in rushing yards by wide receivers. I, I'd like to see a little bit more of that. Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore. I was surprised we didn't you know, see any end arounds yeah. to Curtis or DJ in that game. I don't know if that had something more to do with the Rams' scheme and Norv didn't feel comfortable with it. But, yeah, n- neither of them involved mm-hmm. in the running game. And, obviously, Cam wasn't either, which right. was a big story. Right. So, yeah, I, I'd like to see a little more rushing production from others. And not necessarily – it doesn't mean that Christian's coming off the field for – 15 snaps, but it, it means that others are running the ball. It doesn't mean that he's coming off the field for one snap. For any because snaps Because that would be more than he did that. <laughs> yeah. All right, Max? Um, Maximilian? Okay, I, I would like to see the offense grow in the area of creating explosive plays. We had the longest completion of the game, really for either team. What, what was Goff's? Before I get into a Cam. Cam's was 17 yards. What was Goff's longest completion? Um, it wasn't much 24. longer than that. 24. Right. So neither team was particularly explosive through the air, but this is a thing that's always going to be following Cam and the Panthers after what we saw last year, too, is where the big play is going to come from. Um, it's so hard to play in a box like this and to count on 10, 11, 12 play drives to get yourself down the field. And look, Christian can roll for five or six yards a carry and put up the numbers he did, but defenses are going to be willing to give that up. What they don't want to give up is big plays over the top, or big chunks, and Carolina has got to figure out a way to do that, whether it's DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel being the guys who are on the outside are doing it, whether it's Cam and his legs. I don't I don't know when we're going to be able to see that from him again, but it can't all be on Christian, to Will's point, and they've, got to, they've just got to have more than plays that are 17 yards longest through the air, and I think Christian's longest rush was 23 yards. Yeah. I mean, they need big plays, bottom line. They, they need to have that, so... Just one game. I'm not going to make too much of it from just from Oh, you're just making one. a huge deal out of this. But the thing about it is this was last year, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about or some a track record here of, uh, w- honestly, what we saw from the offense Sunday was, felt a lot like 2018. It was, it was Christian and Christian and Christian again. So that this offense needs to grow in that way for sure going forward. It, to, to play devil's advocate to that. It, That's it, where I'm going because yeah. my, I'm okay with, I don't, Think I want to see like I literally put 17 yards was the longest pass from Cam Newton and I'm okay if that stays the same. I thought you put 27 points up on the board with the turnovers that you had, 
Yeah. I mean, there's a missed field goal, too, in that, too. So, I mean, we're talking over 30 points, and you never had a big chunk play. I'm okay with it. I think it's fine because I think, too, you have to let those plays develop. I don't think that's something that, you know, maybe you get a handful of them throughout the year. But I also <laughs> said, well, if Kurt is going to go out there and have the year I think he's having, we need a couple big plays. So um, either I'm going to be terribly, terribly wrong about my prediction at the beginning of the year. Yeah, you're not off year. to a good start with that. <laughs> terribly wrong. Or, um, you know, they get a couple big plays. But I'm okay with it. I mean, 27 yeah. points. And when you look back at I mean, they had – Actually, came out of a timeout, had to call another timeout. You're you're having a lot of miscommunication there. You turn the ball over. You miss a field goal. You're not, a, you know, a couple three and outs. I get the big play. We all want them. Like, come on. Like, would love to have a highlight. But yeah, I, I still not, think. I'm not asking I, for a ton. I'm okay. We just need at least one. I mean, you got to stretch the field on a defense. Otherwise, like I said, they're going to be crowding the line of scrimmage. And over a 16-game schedule, that's going to make it hard. And and again, if you're going to have to rely on those long drives, all it takes is one holding penalty. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one yep. sack, and all of a sudden now you're behind the chains. Well, I and think so, I, so that's what I'm, I'm pre- kind of projecting forward and being like, you, you can't, one game is fine. They almost got away with it, right? I mean, they mm-hmm. lost by three points. But I think over the course of a season, an offense that lacks big play potential is much easier to defend. Absolutely. And I, going off of that, too, I think this back to back on a short week. That's a lot of time that your offense is out on the field. If you're doing, you know, like you're saying, 10 play drives, right. and that's a lot of time that your offense is out there. So your defense, I mean, I, I do agree if you get a couple of big plays. Now we're saying a couple. Give me a couple in the game, not just one. But if you get, you know, a big play out there, then that allows your offense to come right. off and you get more rest. It's going to be hot. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It won't be sunny and I won't get a sunburn down there like yep. I did on Sunday. <laughs> But it's still going to be warm. It's going to be humid. These guys have had a short week. I think this, why not dial it up and see if you can get one? But then, I mean, they did call one. Uh, they may have called more. Yeah, but there was one the thing, down right? the field it's that, that didn't. Not, it's not that they're not calling it. Yeah. It's, but Cam's got to prove that he can hit it. I mean, yeah. that huge third down. Like Curtis. You know, you're talking about the block punt, and then they get the ball back with the, after Bradbury's interception with a chance to go down and take the lead in the fourth quarter. They had that third down. The Curtis wheel route was there, and he just missed it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm not saying it's not because they're not calling him, but the execution has just got to be there. That was you, you talk about, quote unquote, missed opportunities. That was that was the biggest you one of the game. It. Yeah, that was the biggest one right there. I mean, because uh, I know in Carolina, we talked about it before, you know, the other day at practice. It was like, you know, throughout the course of that game, it sort of felt like, man, the ball's just not bouncing their way today. And it was on the ground a couple of times. They couldn't recover it. And I, I, I had that feeling as well. But. Then, between the block punt and, Brad- and Bradbury's interception, they had everything they wanted. Yep. They had the ball. It was up to them to go down and take the game by the throat. And they didn't do it. Speaking of James Bradbury, I feel like he's about to have a growth spurt. <laughs> you know I mean? Like He has the interception that he had all last season. He's there. Like He's already, he's already yep. clocked in. And like, oh, little, little James here. He's going <laughs> to grow this year. Chad. That's my favorite nickname that he has. Chad if you, Barry, haven't, if you haven't read the article on Panthers.com about his alter egos, you need to go for Chad. I think I just want to call him Chad. 
You gonna call him Chad? I don't know if I'm there. I can't do Chad. I'm, I love it, Samaj. Samaj. What about Samaj? Samaj is the best. When they when they told me some what Samaj was, I was like Samaj, and then Dante was like, "Yeah, James spelled backwards." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, oh I mean, my duh, God. Max. It's amazing. Duh, that's all it is." But oh I think gosh. I think James Bradbury's in for a growth spurt. I think if we keep this like growth track going, he's this is gonna be a big year for him, and it needs to be a big year for him because he's in that contract year. I oh, like yeah. I like when mm-hmm. these stories kind of come together of these not as big of names kind of flown under the radar a little bit and all of a sudden they start peaking yep. at the right time. Another guy in that same boat, Shaq Thompson, was mm-hmm. great against the Rams. Uh, great. Also in a contract year. I mean, those, those two are off to great starts. And, uh, you know, if they get the kind of production they got from those two going forward, the defense, I think, will be fine. They got some stuff to figure out. Obviously, the defensive line was frustrated. They didn't get the pressure they wanted to against Goff. They used that kind of three-man rush and 6-DB package. I'm curious to see what Ron does in Week 2, but overall, I think the defense is going to be in pretty good shape. Let's do a measuring stick on them. So that there wasn't the stat line wasn't as crazy as we wanted it to be for that defensive line. We've kind of said this entire offseason as they were putting together that line and in the preseason. They look great coming off the bus on paper they're amazing. We've seen some good things from them on the field. But as far as stat lines go, like what do we think happens in this Tampa Bay game? They need they need to create more turnovers. It, it, James Winston came in through two pick sixes last week. I mean, he's known for making decisions sometime of giving the ball away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is a team that, you know, we've seen them at their best is when they're creating short fields, when they're they're being ball hawkers and they're 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 making plays, they're being aggressive. And, it, you know, you get one play in special teams, you get something like that punt block, you get you know, a big yeah. return, and then you're able to get something that can set you up with a short field. And, and all of a sudden, you know, these 10-play, 12-play drives that need precision, that need three or four third-down conversions, you don't have to do that. I mean, that was the recipe in 15. And, you know, if you can get that – they talked about in 17 when the team went to the playoffs, and I think they went maybe six, seven weeks with, like, one interception or one turnover – to start the year, and they said, yeah. you know, turnovers come in bunches. So this could be a good start to you really kind of get playing James Winston yes. generally is a good time you know? to get some turnovers in bunches. Uh, yeah, he's been careless with the football, so I think yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And you know, I don't know how many people in their pools had James Bradbury as the guy who was going to get the first right. sack of the year. Right, uh, he's still the only guy in this defense with a sack. They've got to get some production from mm-hmm. the guys up front. I mean, you're 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 paying some pretty big money. Um, for guys who look, they're going to be disruptive, even if they're not recording sacks, and that's that's all well and good. Um, but I think we we want to see Brian Burns yep. finish off a play that he was maybe inches away from yep. making. You want to see several Gerald, of those. Yeah. Gerald McCoy get back there. KK Short. Um, I think those guys getting in the face of Winston, getting the sack total up a little bit, will be something definitely to keep an eye on Thursday night. How many times did it feel like Goff literally got the ball out as he was getting hit? I mean, th- yeah. there are a number of QB hits. <laughs> Not out as there. much as we saw with Deshaun Watson on Monday Night oh Football. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Pray for that guy. Good <laughs> gracious, he got rocked. I just changed the subject. A bit. <laughs> but when you said that, <laughs> all that came into my mind was Deshaun Watson. How is he feeling this week? Yikes! Back to the Panthers. Is there anything else you guys want to see them like grow in this this week? I kind of went with targets. Okay, yeah. I'll answer my own question. Yeah. I set myself up. You just said that you never go first. You, you're well, going we, first we've already to started. Okay, yeah. all right. 
I'm going to Target because we heard, you know, they want to spread the ball around. They want to be able to get it to a lot of different guys and not just rely on these, like, same big playmakers. It's one thing that Ron has kind of said. There were five guys that got the ball from Cam. And mm-hmm. yes, okay, that's fine, but I want to see more. I mean, the, get, get you know, the other tight ends involved and get some of these other running backs involved. And, um, I mean, the five that got the targets, they were, you know, CMC, Moore, Olsen, Curtis Samuel, and Wright. So it, it's, I want more. Yeah, I want to see more. I mean, CMC had ten um, of those, and then DJ Moore had seven, four, three, and one for the rest of you know the three yeah. of those. So I want to see more guys get the ball, spread it around a little bit. And I think in the red zone too, we saw CMC get in there twice. Fantasy owners are super pumped about that. Um, but then Alex Armand getting in there, running the ball. I'm just interested to see. I know it was one game. We're talking about one game here, people. But I just do, I, I want to see it. What's who are the other targets? Who are, who are they relying on in these other big moments? Because you are going to have to spread the ball around a little bit uh, to be able to throw off some of these defenses. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good one. I just think overall, just playing cleaner football. Mm-hmm. I, I think the and again, this was for from both teams uh, here Sunday. The Rams included. It was it was pretty sloppy. Um, and the Rams were just a little bit better when they had to be, but you know, like you mentioned, at Carolina, like the you know the miscommunication, the headset stuff, the penalties, whatever it is, like even no, the timing. I think the timing of Cam Newton to his receivers, was, no, it wasn't it was everything. Good. It was off. And I it think, was off. And then I think that's one thing I noticed: the, the Rams' offense versus the Panthers. The Rams' offense was much more precise in that way. Um, and I mean, you saw it on the you know backward pass that set up, gifted the Rams with a touchdown. I mean. The Rams are running a lot of those sideways plays throughout the course of the game. Obviously, didn't have any issues. Panthers tried to run one, run one deflected, fumble, mm-hmm. touchdown Rams a couple plays later. I mean, so just cleaner football from the Panthers. No excuses. I mean, you've got the week one rusty excuse out of the way. Like, okay, now it's time. You're in a – you can't lose this game. You can't go 0-2, your first division game at home on a short week against the Buccaneers – you got to play clean football and do what it takes to make sure that you don't beat yourself in this one first and foremost. I will say this though, in the second half, it felt like it felt like it was about to explode. You know, you, you all are kind of going into halftime, you feel like all these things are going wrong. There's there's in a bad way. Yeah, in a bad way. Like like, you yeah. know, like there's frustration everywhere, you know, like there was there were boos at times in the stadium. Yeah. And then to to come out to put the drive together, uh, you know, that that Christian scored on you know, to even to even come back and have that last drive to pull within three, obviously it was a little too little too late. But there were signs that you look across the NFL as these games were all unfolding, and there was just so much. There were there were teams that were not being competitive, that were that were just mm-hmm. rolling over. It felt like, in, at least in terms of the scoreboard, in yeah. terms of the scoreboard. That's an actually, and it's an interesting point. I wanted Whoa. to ask you guys. Whoa. Literally, that voice just popped into my head, and I looked at the two guys of like, who is this? Wow. I had a question for you guys. Oh, my gosh. Max hi. brought up a good point, and I was wondering. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Don't, don't do that. I was wondering what you guys thought of this this thing that I'm seeing on social media and everything about how um, there's like a movement of people that think that the reason why week one was so bad was the lack of people playing in the preseason. I was wondering what you guys thought about that. Yep. I mean, yeah. Like, I think that's a – a valid point, but I would rather week one be a little messy than have your, you know, a star guy get hurt week three of the preseason. It, the the yeah. way the way it's set up, you just can't be 
it teams just the way it is now it's just the new normal that you you just you can't yep. you can't have guys out there in week three of the preseason there you are just can't 17 do it anymore. weeks to this season if this was an eight week season absolutely not like play them in the preseason get them ready because you have this like run of eight games there are 17 weeks you mm-hmm. get 16 games and then you go into the playoffs no I don't I'm fine with it yeah. As long as like both teams are doing it, like yeah. if it's just, just your of, team, Belichick's not doing it. Yeah, like if it's just your team doing it, that's a bit frustrating. But I thought it was a pretty good test because both the Rams, the Rams like started this trend of not playing anyone, so they didn't do it. You know, the Panthers didn't really do it, so you're starting to see. I thought it was like it was a great measuring stick. There was just a lot yeah. of bad football across the league on Sunday, and I was just wondering but, if yeah, you guys thought is, that was why. Re- I mean, yeah, which is not uncommon. And I, like, look, I don't get, I don't care how much preseason football you play. Like, the regular season <sighs> is such a different animal anyway uh, that I still think that's always going to be part of it. What animal is it? Like, if it's um, different, what's the preseason animal? Oh, good what's question. The, what's the regular season animal? What do you think? I think like. <laughs> well, the, you can't answer first. Oh. Wow. No, she answers her own question. Yeah. No, I don't. That's no, what we've that's not what it is. Yeah. We had already talked about what we wanted to see change in the game. <laughs> I was just jumping in on that. This is a new question. And Max question. kind of answered it with a question. So he did answer her question. Oh. Really Matt, Matt's the producer and he runs this thing and he's the the rule keeper. So rules Matt, is rules. But Will keeps track of stats and I wasn't paying attention. Matt. So. It sounds like the refs. Rules is <laughs> I'm rules just confused is rules. now. What animal? Sorry, is I the just pre-season? shouldn't talk anymore. I confuse everything. What animal is the preseason? Um, kind of like a. It would be like a gentle animal, right? Like it's not yeah. something. No one's like really but trying to hurt each predator. other. Like, still a predator. Still a predator, but like a nice one. Like a yeah. hippo. Like a house like cat a versus like a panther. Mean. Yeah, hippos can be really mean. Yeah, I know, but like you don't you don't expect the hippo. Okay, I don't know. I think like a it. house cat. <laughs> the house cat can right, be kind of good one. because the house cat will like stay and cuddle a little bit, right. but also uh, very split on if people like the house cat or if they're not cat people. So this could be a really mm. good. Okay. Some people really like the preseason. Some people don't. Producer Matt made one on this one. Uh, the preseason is a house cat. Yeah, and I, then, I like it because cats are the worst, and the preseason is <laughs> the worst. So. <laughs> Panthers are great. Exactly. House cats aren't good. Thank you for proving my point. So then we would say the re- I like cats. regular season is then like the Rottweiler, like, you know, everyone's coming out barking. Yeah. The teeth are showing. It's going to get vicious. Caroline, yeah. do you know the do you know the, the viral? What is happening? Is that Matt? Is that Matt? No, that's Caroline. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's you know, like, don't, 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 don't be like a cat where it'd be like a dog. Be like a dog. <laughs> no. What are you going to say? Ca- ca- you know, the video from the Coastal Carolina coach from like 10 years ago. Oh, be like God, a dog. Be like a dog. Yeah. Go That's ahead. Classic. Were you going to say something? No, that was it. Great. We're really <laughs> organized here on the group chat. Hold on. I, I do have something for us. We have updated reviews. Is it review time? Hold on. I was going to bring this up. Oh, well. I, I haven't looked at these. Because yeah. I didn't tell people who ate the steak, but it's actually already out there who yeah. ate the steak. So I, it, it was Christian McCaffrey, for those of you. He does it all. A couple of weeks ago, he was. I was. we were talking about snacks on the sideline, and I said that a particular player may have brought an entire steak and was eating it with his hands. That player was Christian McCaffrey. How did it get out there? Kevin Donnelly on the radio. <sighs> it's in the review. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Donnelly blew Kevin. up the That's very, that's very Kevin. Like Kevin. It's on can, brand Yeah, Kevin. like that. Great job, Kevin, of doing that because that's on brand for you to just like, and you're like a former player. He can do that. I was playing it safe and I apologize. I let you guys down. I let the groupies down a little bit. Sorry. That's okay. About that. Can I ask you guys a question about what I like? 
the Panther fan reaction to week one, I think, has been a little all over the place. I can't get a read on it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, I think this is what happens with every fan base week one to a certain extent, right? It's like whatever happens, good or bad, people are going to take way too much out of it. But I see, I, I'm curious where you guys fall on it. Is Was week one's performance concerning? Was it uplifting because, hey, that was the NFC champions and nearly beat them? Or uh, something else entirely? I, I think the next three weeks are far more of an indicator to me than week one. Because but that's not what the question was. I, I, Will. Like some, I choose option Will. D. Like, some people Will. Are, like somebody came at me and was like, well, this team is going 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm done. And it's just like, okay, all right, so cool, man. Don't watch the rest of the season. That's great. But, like, what? what's your reaction to what you saw Sunday? And is it, as Caroline prompted with us, the measuring stick? Does this, the way this team measured up to the Rams, give you encouragement? Because, hey, that team went 13-3. and Panthers didn't play their best football, almost came out with a win against that football team. Well, I, I, think, I think the Rams didn't play their best football. Agreed. I think that it was it, – which is why I, I just don't see it as enough of enough of anything to really get a feel. You're not playing along. Caroline, I'm what do you not. think? I'm really not. What do you well, think? Well, I was encouraged. You're encouraged. Because okay. we beat ourselves. Like, the things that I think went wrong in that game, it wasn't anything that, like, ooh, Aaron Donald really came through and rocked that one. You know, we weren't saying, like, oh, the Rams did that and caused the Panthers to do this. I mean, there's a missed field goal. There's, you know – Fumbling the ball, and th- you know, no one yep. was coming after and like knocking that ball out. It was it was turned over by the Panthers, and I think there's just things that when we're saying the ball wasn't bouncing our way, it was like, but it's not necessarily because the Rams were pulling it away from us. And I think that's the part that is encouraging, frustrating, yes, but encouraging yep. when we look ahead to the rest of the season. That okay, they don't play their cleanest football, they don't play their smartest football, but. They scored 27 points against the defending NFC champions. Like, and and hold, not hold, 30 points is not being held to anything. But I, I think you keep it a close game with yeah. an offense that is known for throwing up some serious points. The defense did, I think, what they were supposed to do. Aaron Donald, I mean, he, I don't think he got his first tackle until the second yeah, half. Yeah, he was pretty quiet. You saw some other guys break through the line and get hands on Cam, and you know you don't want to see that, but when you have a a, a – guy like Aaron Donald is going to pull up a lot of attention. I just thought there were some good things that can they be better? Absolutely. They need to be better. But I was encouraged. I walked away thinking, yeah. I mean, yeah, a win would feel a lot better. But you make that field goal and it's a tie ball game. You don't turn the ball over on that first drive. You get in the you know, and you're playing from ahead. I think there's just like two things in that game that I really yeah. think, you know, early on in the game, if we would have capitalized on that, if, if the Panthers would have capitalized on that, not – if the Rams wouldn't have forced us to do this, you know, I think that's what the different narrative is. And I'm like, you know, you come back in the meeting rooms, you fix those couple of things, you make sure they don't happen again, and those are things that you can control. It's not something that I yeah. think the Rams did. Yeah, I think overall I'm with you. Uh, I think the frustration comes from the fact that this Rams team could have been had. They did not play their best football at all. And I thought that's kind of what the Panthers needed to have happen. So the, the game was there for the taking. Uh, but they didn't take it. I still think losing by three points to defending NFC champions is not the worst way to start your season. I think some people are yeah. reacting that way, and it's it would have been one thing if they lost by four scores to a mediocre team last year. Then I could I could understand some of the reaction, but 
if we take a step back for a second, yes, this is a you know results-based business, and they didn't get the result they wanted. But to play that Rams team pretty tough, I agree with you. I think that should be a sign of some encouragement. Let's see what happens Thursday night against the Bucks. I think if if they're one on one at the end of this week, then you can feel pretty good about the direction this team's headed. Yeah, certainly a lot of things to still follow going into this Thursday night game. Um, and if you've been following along, I'm going to pub my own social media here. If you've been following along on my Instagram, I've been showing you how early the trucks got here for Thursday night football, how many trucks there are of broadcast trucks that That's are crazy. out there. It is so tight. But Thursday night, if the build up to Thursday night has been any indication, it's going to be absolutely insane. It's going to be so fun to be that kind of opening Thursday night, not kind of, it is the opening uh, Thursday night football game. So get excited about that. We hope everyone can come down to Bank of America Stadium and join the party with us. But if not, of course, there are plenty of ways to tune in for that Thursday night game on the NFL Network and, of course, the radio broadcast. And Jake DeLone, we're going to give a little shout-out here. Okay, Do it. Jake DeLone joined the radio broadcast. I mean – I'm speechless. Will he is, is so speechless good. too. I mean, he literally just can't even speak right now. We've, he is. He. I mean, he I loves mean, Jake, so I'll speak is that for a, him. Is that a tear coming out of his yeah. eye? I mean, oh my gosh, Will. it's a little embarrassing how it much really, Will loves yeah. Jake, but it's true. Gosh, get it together, Will. But yes, it was uh, really, really great to hear him on the broadcast. He gives a lot of great insight. So uh, tune in any way that you can on Thursday night. We appreciate you joining us for another week of the group chat. And if you really do start calling yourselves the groupies, we would really love that. We'll see you next week. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.